When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, Russell here with a quick programming note before we get into this Comfort Foods episode with Swish and Flick. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to record last week, so this Comfort Foods will be replacing this week's episode. We'll be back uh, next week with more D&D content, uh, but due to unforeseen scheduling circumstances, we couldn't get recorded last week. But rest assured, the adventures in Milton will continue soon, uh, and we're excited to get back to it. Uh, but what you have ahead of you is a really fun conversation uh, with me and the gals from Swish and Flick, who were so much fun to talk to. I uh, felt like we'd known each other for years. It was a, a really easy, uh, enjoyable conversation about all of their comfort foods uh, and uh, Harry Potter and Disney, and we got into some other stuff too. Just being from the Midwest, there's a it, it, there's a lot of fun to be had in the next hour and a half. So I hope you'll stick around uh, and enjoy it, and be sure to check out Swish and Flick on Spotify. If you are a Harry Potter fan, this is the podcast for you. Uh, it's an in depth read along uh, book clubs type podcast of all things Harry Potter with some really great people. I uh, was so happy to get to know them and have this conversation about some really great things. So stay tuned for that. Uh, also check our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. We'll be releasing the new t-shirt design very soon. Beth and I had a quick conversation about that last week, and I can't wait for you guys to see what she cooks up. Uh, also, follow us on social media at pod on Twitter and pod on Instagram, and check out our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash pod for episode discussions and fun interactions with other listeners. I think that's it for me before we get into the rest of the show. Uh, stay tuned. It's a great conversation, and I'm so happy to share it with you all. Uh, check out Swish and Flick one more time, only on Spotify, uh, and follow us on there as well. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Welcome to Comfort Foods, a companion series for D&D&D, where I, James Gressel, interview fun people about their comfort foods, both the delicious dishes that nourish our bodies and the art and culture that feeds our souls. Very excited to be joined today by Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We have Sarah and Tiff and Megan and Kate from Swish and Flick. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so excited to have this conversation. We're so excited. I love to talk about food a lot. So I'm we excited. really do. Like we have a lot I like to how say I say about. I food. love to, and you're like we do too. But we do. You're you're not alone in this. The podcast Swish and Flick started around food. a book and a feast. Yeah, Very true. This is true. 
Oh, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> now that I think about it, that's true. It started with food in mind. <laughs> that's amazing. Tell, tell me, let's just start right there. Tell me a little bit about how, how did you... How did the feast and the show and and everything all kind of work together? Uh, so it started. I had a question. So uh, Tiffany and I, she's married to my brother, so I've known her mm-hmm. for twelve years. That's been a um, and I went to high school with Megan, and then Katie. They started dating in high school. That's how I met them or her, I should say, by association. Yes. <laughs> so we. That's how we all became really close. Was Harry Potter, and I had a question for Tiffany that had to do with it, and she was rereading the books, and I was like, I haven't read them in a really long time. Let's do a reread. She was finishing Deathly Hallows, and I was like, okay, we'll start one. We'll start a reread together and then i was telling megan this is like in april and megan's birthday was in may and (laughs) megan katie and i and their roommate rods went to dinner and this poor guy had to listen to us for the entire time (laughs) maybe two and a half hours talk about harry potter and i was like hey tiffany and i are going to do a reread we're going to start with the first book um you should do it with us so we decided we were going to read the first two books we're going to talk about it on june 26th um, and that happened to be the 20th anniversary of the book coming out. So we were going to be make a huge feast. Um, and so we did like a great hall feast. Yeah. yeah like a great yeah. hall feast from the book. So right. we had, do we have primary? What do we have? Not pot roast. We had what chicken. We, we had chicken. chicken. We had roast chicken. We had chicken. We had, um, Cornish pasties, mac and, right? Cornish paste, mac mm-hmm. and cheese, some kind of potato. Yeah. I lit candles. Yeah, she made. <laughs> we had like I made uh, poly juice potion. Poly juice potion. It was green. Um, <laughs> you made the little mandrake things. Do you I did. That? Oh yeah. yeah, I made it was like I, chocolate like pudding. Dirt. Yeah, I like yeah. I crushed up Oreos and yeah. put that on top of um, chocolate pudding and yeah. put it in a flower pot. Oh, I still awesome. have that flower pot, <laughs> and I wrote like Mandrake um, dangerous. <laughs> and then we talked about the first. We talked about the first book for like two and a or not two and a half hours, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and we could have kept going, but we're like, maybe we should talk about the second one since we talked about the first one so long. And I, I threw out. Let's start a podcast. Like, it was that literally. Be fun? It was just like that. Um, it was like out of left field. And she like, was just like. It was so, it was like instantaneous. I was like, let's, we, sh- we should start a podcast. Megan and Katie were like, here are some names that we've just been thinking of. <laughs> and I've written we different Harry Potter names. It was crazy. Yeah. We were going to do a YouTube channel. Katie yeah. and I had been like brainstorming a YouTube channel about Harry mm-hmm. Potter. And so we had come up with the name Swish and Flick. So yeah. they had and the I name. Like, and then I was Let's like, do it. I have friends that podcast. Yeah. They could help us. <laughs> yeah. And so that was June 26th. Then there is a Harry Potter event. Well, now it's a Wizarding World or whatever event in Kent. Um, Kent, Ohio. That they went to. This is like the second year, I think, or third yeah. year they had thrown it. And they were, Megan and Katie had a booth there because they have their own design business. And we went for the first time with Tiffany's friends who are podcasters. Um, and they helped us record like our first two episodes. And we had it out on the 31st. Yeah, Megan. We made little flyers. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Like at our booth, we sold posters that we oh, designed smart. that were like, Harry Potter related because it was a Harry Potter event. So with every sale, like Katie and I rolled a flyer into every poster sale um, and we're like coming soon. And then we literally ended up just dropping it the next day because I was like, let's just let's just do it. Like, yeah. we're ready, let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. So we just dropped it for everybody who got those flyers. And it has been. Well, and like what's so been, crazy uh, revolved around the podcast since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
because like everyone like our listeners consider like the july 31st to be like the, our birthday when i'm like well really like to me our birthday is june 26 <laughs> yeah and tiffany got pregnant while like in the middle of our podcast and that's her daughter's birthday i was like it's meant to be it is meant to be. <laughs> like your daughter and switch have the same birthday it's meant to be <laughs> but the, the great thing is is you know when we talk about like comfort food like we're going to talk about with you like our podcast has revolved around like when when megan and katie lived here and covid wasn't a thing we would like make Sarah would cook or Megan would cook and or we would like order food and every year we have a swish miss party and we have like we plan the meal out and it's a whole thing it's like we talk about food so much for me that's something I love to do is I love having my friends over and my family and like and I love cooking for them so mm-hmm. I plan it out like, like we postponed ours for this year. So we're probably going to do it in uh, like a Swiss mission in July. Mm-hmm. And I'm already thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm like, should I call about the cake now? Should I like, <laughs> what meat are we going to do? Cause we're going to do this in the winter. But like, is that really like a summer meat? Mm-hmm. And it's months in advance that I like am planning what I'm going to make. And even oh, yeah. Meg talk about our Phoenix plus box. Like we even mm-hmm. added. Yeah. So, um, through our Patreon, we like do these boxes that we send out twice a year. And this past one, because it was for January, it ended up getting delayed because of postal stuff and taking forever for things to come in. Yeah, but sure. our theme was cozy, like cozy up with Swish and Flick. And we sent coffee and tea and recipe cards to all of our patrons that are like that level um, with basically the four of ours favorite like comfort food recipes pretty much that's amazing this is it's so crazy that this is such a like meant to be <laughs> it, yeah. it's fate it really is this is fate one of these it's so because it was the it was a similar kind of thing for 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 my show for D D was um i i love to cook and and cook for my friends and that and and that got them over to play TV, <laughs> you know, and then to combine those, those two things that I love, uh, the storytelling and the cooking and everything. And, yeah. and it started, it started from the same thing. It started from, let's come over, let's talk about this. Let's have some, you know, let's eat, have some food and some drinks and, and, uh, and make it a show, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it's, it's wild. I think we, I think we, we started probably around the same time. We, we started recording in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, yeah. You guys around the same. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Back. I'm like what, yeah. what year is it now? Summer 2017. <laughs> 2017. Know, right? Yeah. We've been doing this for a minute. Yeah. It's yeah. It's wild <laughs> that it's been that, uh, that long of four, it'll be four years. Yeah. It's crazy. Months, which is, it's nuts. Which is wild. Uh, we are going to talk about your comfort foods. Uh, you guys sent me a list and I was <laughs> thrilled to see the list all would be on my short list of, of comfort <laughs> foods. Um, they're, they're all excellent choices. Uh, we're going to start with there. Uh, so, um, Megan, you, you said that yours was mac and cheese. Um, yes. Which is an amazing choice. Um, it was on, on D and D and D we went in pre COVID times. Um, Every time we re- we would record, I would do a, a dinner, you know, and it was, the, you know, for that. Um, and over time, the dinners have become more and more part of the story. But at the beginning, it was a little bit more of throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what stuck. <laughs> uh, and, and mac and cheese was, I think, the third one. Like nice. The third recording session was mac and cheese. And it, um, it was uh, my wife has a, has a mac and cheese recipe that she makes. It's a, that's 
uh, out of this world. But there are so many different forms of mac and cheese. Mm. It, it takes a lot, yeah. a lot of different, uh, a lot of different versions. Uh, so I, I, the first thing I have to ask you about mac and cheese is, is it a homemade mac and cheese or is it a we, we talking craft singles <laughs> i will say hot topic in our friend group because megan and i i'm out of this we have known each other since our freshman year of high school yeah and we out of the like really like i'm the cook of the group i'm the one that cooks all the time but like she mm-hmm. like she's the also like we're the ones that cook. I'm second. Yeah, yeah, like I'm the other. <laughs> <laughs> but she and I both make mac and cheese. I don't. It's not my favorite thing to make. I make it because other people really like it. Um, and depending uh, on who you ask, there's a whole debate on whose mac and cheese is better. <laughs> and this has been like recipes. It's been a hot topic of conversation every time. I'm like, well, I'm like, I know who thinks mine is better. So that's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, that conversation is older than our podcast. So. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. It's my least favorite conversation as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. There's so many to me. <laughs> it is definitely a homemade recipe, uh, though. Right. I do not knock a good box of Kraft mac and cheese if made correctly. There sure. are times where that is just what you want, and that is fine. You know, Annie's um, is pretty absolutely. good too. Annie's, Annie's is I don't fantastic. know if I've ever had Annie's. To be honest, that's the one that um, Lady I really Supreme like it. Eats. And Annie's. actually, Annie's makes a fantastic vegan mac. Yeah, um, which is hard to do. I really like. Yeah, because it's difficult to make a good vegan mac. Um, but yeah, I have a homemade recipe. It's and I know that like like Sarah said, like homemade mac and cheese <laughs> recipes like can be controversial. Like yeah. you've got specific, oh, yeah. like specific steps. I use um, fresh mozzarella. I don't like mix that into the bechamel sauce though. Like you have to like layer the fresh mozz. Fold it um, in. No, <laughs> you don't cheese. fold it in. You layer it. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> fold it in, in one more time. <laughs> um, but I, I'm big on the cheddar Swiss combo of the cheeses. Mm-hmm. With the you got to have a good sharp cheddar, in my opinion. A good sharp yeah, cheddar. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. There, yeah. we, we do for a, sure. Um, smoked mm. cheddar Ooh, that would be delicious right. i'm always so nervous to like try new things well, because, because i did once and it didn't work i know i i tried new cheeses one time and it was a complete disaster so now i'm like scared to try <laughs> I mean, new cheeses i'm the worst with cooking i nine times out of ten i don't use a recipe so like when people when we were doing the recipe card i was like i don't I don't know any of my recipes. I just throw like, things together. I have the same uh, <laughs> the same problem. I one of our Patreon Patreon rewards is recipe cards, and every time one is uh, we we need one. Um, uh, one of our cast members, Beth, is a, an artist and graphic designer, and she does the makes the actual cards. Um, and uh, every time I have to send her a recipe, I'm like, <laughs> oh no, now I have to write. The recipe. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I literally like. Yeah. They wanted it by the end of January. I think I gave it to them on January 31st because I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I just throw things together. I have no idea what the measurements are. I don't know. I, I, was, like I was really, uh, really excited to hear that that there's a bechamel in your, in oh. your mac and cheese. That's yes. the right way yes. to do it. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Ritz crackers with butter. Okay. Yeah. On top. 
We yeah. went to this, it was this place that was supposed to be all about mac and cheese and we were so excited to try it. And then, so we ate it and it was awful. It was so bad. And Meg's like, <laughs> why are you even opening a mac and cheese place if you can't do a bechamel sauce? That's <laughs> 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 I was that, very that's, a, that's the thing though with mac and cheese. Some people yeah. don't, you know, some it's just the cheese or it's like yeah. you know, there's like an art to mac and cheese. My thing is, is like and, I started making mac and cheese because like I started doing it for my sister's birthday because that's her favorite food. And the very first one I was like, even growing up, my the one that my dad would have made like wasn't super like I wanted to be gooey cheesy. And I was like, I'm just I'm not satisfied. So I like keep trying to find like the perfect mac and cheese. It's the bechamel like, base that like makes but it. But even honestly. sometimes, like when I first started making it with oh, the, like the sauce, like it was, I wanted it to be like real gooey, Creamier. and it was just like. Let yeah. me tell you a little story about sauce sauce trial and error with mac and cheese. <laughs> I vividly remember this, and it was when you first started like Uh-oh. making it, and you were making it like frequently because you wanted to get it right, and so. Well, and that's what every time I have like people over. I mean, obviously not anymore, but. That's what they're like. Are you making your mac and cheese? I was like, I don't want to make it. It takes a long time. <laughs> so I don't really enjoy. Like, I don't like it that much. Like I do enjoy it, but not several times a you year. Don't know, you don't know what's good, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not my thing. So her brother, her loving brother, my husband, um, is a very good cook, yeah. and. He's also an asshole. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I love it. He's a Richard. Okay. He can be a Richard, but it's all in good jest, right? So, so she's like, I really want Marty to try this because he's like, if he likes it, you know, you know, like, it's, it's good. If he, if he says like, oh, it's okay. Like that means you made it. <laughs> like that's the kind of person he is. So like, so here's he, what happened. <laughs> so she pulls it out of the oven, blah, blah, blah. It's time to eat it. So she's like, try this. So he takes a spoon and he takes a bite and he chews it. He's a quiet man sometimes. Not to me, but to other people. So he 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 takes it, he chews it, he starts walking away and you said, well, what do you think? And he goes, it's all right. Your sauce broke. <laughs> and then he goes, I was like, well, I don't even know what that means. And he's like, that's why I don't make mac and cheese. He's like, because I don't, I probably, my sauce would break too. And I was like, but like, it's, oh, no. it sounds like such an easy thing to make because people just pour it into a box and make, you know, whatever yeah. it's craft. And that's cool. But like, if you're making it homemade, me who I don't, I don't really cook. I can, and I've made nice things. I don't enjoy it. I get no joy. Okay. Sure. But like, I even know that like, there's an art to homemade mac and cheese. Oh, I, I think that that's something that, that we're going to find with all of your choices. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just going down the list so that I, we could, we could talk forever about just, just mac, <laughs> just and, mac cheese, and cheese. But, yes. This is just a mac um, and cheese episode. This is a series with Swish and Flick. This is a mac and cheese episode. <laughs> I mean, that could be a thing. It could be a thing. <laughs> it, could be. it totally could. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll debate, you know, aged versus fresh cheeses. It, it can, we can get really into the weeds. Um, but, uh, but Tiffany, you picked pot roast, I did. which is another one of those like classic, um, you know, uh, very um, traditional kind of. I mean, we probably all grew up eating mm-hmm. it almost weekly um, meals that can that is just that is at once deceptively simple and deceptively complicated. Um, and uh, Katie chose one of my which gun ahead gun to my head might be mine. Uh, chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a a potentially simple potentially complicated thing mm-hmm. and then sarah the, <laughs> the, the, with with perhaps the the most pitfalls of any of these 
burger and fries, (laughs) which, which is, I feel like that is, that, that can be so many different things. Yes. Um, you know, there's, there's just, um, there's so many different forms of all of these. And I, I think that they're, they're all great choices for comfort foods, um, because there's, there's so many versions and your version might not be like your comfort version might not be my comfort version might not be, mm-hmm. you know, whoever else's comfort version. And I, I love that about all of these. Um, and so like the same kind of just moving down the list, we'll go with pot roast. Is it like meat, potatoes, like my image of pot roast from when I was a kid and you guys are from Ohio originally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, I'm from Michigan. Um, so we got that Midwest, oh yeah, you know, meat and potatoes mm-hmm. dinner. Uh, my version of pot roast is meat, mashed potatoes, carrots, like like you know, crock pot yeah. like dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is is that yours as well with like the the net, you know, the the gravy that it cooked it cooked in. You know, is that your version of pot roast too, or is, or is your pot roast something different? It's it's. Kind of the same and, and kind of different. So, like, let's talk about this, okay? You got to get a chuck roast. <laughs> yes. Okay. You got to get a chuck roast. And this is one of the only things that Tiffany, not anymore. But Whoa. <laughs> when she was getting married to my brother, we were asking him, like, literally, they were engaged. And I was like, well, what's your favorite thing that Tiffany makes? He's like, She's only ever made me one thing, and that's pot roast. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's only ever made me one thing, and it's pot roast. It's damn good. I only make it for the people I love, so <laughs> you're lucky. All right. And then, um, so I don't do the mashed potatoes, and I don't do a gravy. And I think the reason why I don't do that is because my mom didn't do that. And her sure. mom didn't yeah. do that. And so you 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 do what you know. I don't even remember the first time I made this, but... It used to be cooking, like, kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety because Marty's so good at it and I am so, like, not experienced with it. So, over time, I've gotten a whole lot better. And I do make something new every week and I try to, like, make a new crockpot thing every week because I have a daughter and I don't have time, frankly. Mm -hmm. So, I make a meal and then he makes the rest. So... This is something I like to do like at least once a month because it's so easy and I'm a girl who loves just a good hunk of beef. Yeah. Sure. You know? You know what I mean? It's a good cold weather food. It I, is. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So you got to go with the fresh long carrots. No baby carrots. I used to do baby carrots and I was like, dude, r- like real quote unquote car- carrots are so much better. And yeah. I do I Quarter up an onion, throw that in there, garlic, salt, and pepper, and then I do the baby red skins. Mm. And mm-hmm. the the little secret that I have that this guy doesn't dry out because it cooks on low and slow eight hours is I put in a cup of water. <laughs> Great. And it is it's like fall it's apart. Good. It's so good. Um, no, no knives with that meal. Yeah. And then usually I will like uh, take a fork and just like smash the baby redskins and put put a little mm-hmm. Irish butter on them. Mm, chef's kiss. That sounds <laughs> great. That sounds exactly like the kind of like like see, when you say the words comfort food. That's like that's a picture in mm-hmm. the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, you know, 
That's that's such a, a classic thing. Yeah, that would be something that like I had growing up all the time. Mm-hmm. Pot roast. It's it's crazy. It's something that I really do love. I don't really make it as an adult, and I I, I don't know why that is. I, I maybe it's it's not the time because like you know I'll make stuff that takes four hours to braise. Yeah, all the time. yeah. Or, or like you know I I do weird time-consuming things all the time for, for the podcast i made duck legs that take three days oh my gosh you know, like uh so there's uh it's not the time i don't know what it is because it's something i truly love but it just seems so like no mom makes pot roast i get that i get that yeah no i get that and like um sarah's dad so my father-in-law who i call dad um he makes it different than i do he does like the gravy with it and stuff so yeah, different he, but it's still comfort food for me he because makes it's, it different mm-hmm. than i do as well so like sometimes i still love it we i use tiffany's recipe a lot um using it in the crock pot because we would make i would make it a lot for swish like that if if swish yeah head of food that's it would why be i put roast. that as like our overall um, comfort food as a podcast yeah. and is pot roast then um last year for my dad's birthday because like we used to go out all the time for like everyone's birthdays and then um mm-hmm the last couple of years I've like taken to like, let's, let's figure out like, should we make something and just spend it at home Mm -hmm. um, with all of us? And so last January, my dad's birthday's in January, I made pot roast, but I couldn't find the crock pot. I was so proud of myself because I made it like slow in the oven all day long. um, And that was so good. But like he, he takes the whole thing out and like he'll cut it up and I just like chunk it up like Tiffany does. Um, Mm -hmm. He's an amazing cook as well. Yeah. I'm lucky I'm surrounded like by runs, very good cooks. It like runs yeah, in their family. But like, like her sister um, is the baker. Her mom bakes. Mm-hmm. Matt, when he cooks, it's great. Like yeah. they all yeah. they all can do it really well. They're all just so different with the way that they do it. Yeah. And my I husband is like you. <laughs> my husband made, um, <laughs> what did he make? He made like some, oh, he made a brisket. So he's mm-hmm. got it on the oh, charcoal yeah. grill outside and we wanted to have it at lunchtime. We were going to a friend's house for a cookout. That man bought like a food baby monitor for that. So mm-hmm. if it got to a certain temperature, it would go, yep. it dropped. He would go out there. <laughs> he like had alarm sets. He's going out at 2 a.m. That was his child outside that oh, brisket. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. cor- he's made his own corned beef. Like he's We're like, also like oh, the worst shit. though. So like we'll make it and everyone be like, it's so good. It's so good. And we're like, eh, it's all right. It should have done A, B, C, and D. You guys and we're dumb. like, just stop. It's good. <laughs> just I'm, like, all of us do I'm the same way for sure. It's like, man, you know. You're your own worst critic. Yeah. Uh, yep. Under seasoned or mm, yeah. five minutes longer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I can be like but that. It's, too. All, it's all good. If it makes everybody who's eating it happy. Then yeah. I have not it, had it anything like everything that Megan's made. I've loved everything that you've made. I've loved. Kate, you've never cooked for me. You're dead to me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, me too, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but but uh, but um, so so then chicken soup is if it, it's um, is it about then somebody else making it for you? Because that's oh, that's yeah. such a like when I think <laughs> of chicken soup, like, like yes, oh, yeah. cook for me. <laughs> Have I? My, made my it? mom made chicken soup growing up, and like that's such a uh, a thing for me is is uh, like you know mom making chicken soup. Like is that 
something similar for you? Like, like somebody would make it for you. Was it like a, like a, when you were sick kind of thing? That's the, that's the cliche or, or right. is it something else? Yeah. It's so, her wife. It's well, when her wife makes it for her. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so when you asked us our comfort food, I was really having a hard time. Cause like, what do I do when I need comfort? I like make a cup of tea, but I was like, what is my food? And Meg was like, well, what about chicken soup? And that's so true because of what she makes. But then I realized that when I was a kid, my grandma used to make a chicken soup but I couldn't tell you how to make it. There was no pieces of chicken in it. I couldn't tell you what type of noodle it was. I just know it was grandma's soup and it was like my favorite yeah. thing. And I then, had the same thing with my grandma. I never right? knew if it was beef or chicken. It was just like broth. She was a soup awesome. She would put cracker and eggs in it and like boil the cracker and eggs. It's like a depression era thing, I guess. I don't know. Sure, yeah, totally. With ketchup. Oh my God. <laughs> but then it morphed into like, now my wife makes this chicken noodle soup that's like, real chicken noodle soup with the egg noodles and the celery and the carrots and the pieces of chicken. And like, yes, I, every time one of us is sick, um, I have made it before, even though I hate every second I, of it, but that's the I true love her. for my wife. I like coach her from the couch. Yeah. Like, okay, now do this. Now do this. <laughs> um, but I mean, that thing has pulled me off. This is extreme, but death store. Like I've been so, so sick. And then I eat that. And the next day I'm like, I feel better. I <laughs> swear by it. Like it is medicine. It is. Chicken soup is medicine. It's incredible. It's, it's, we, um, uh, our, our, you know, family doctor, uh, recently, told my wife like chicken soup or recently it was probably a year and a half ago what's time now yeah, yeah. Um, true. <laughs> to, told told my wife like chicken soup is medicine like the stuff that's in it is so good for mm-hmm. you like there's a reason why mm-hmm. it's such a cliche to have it when you're sick and, yeah. and i i do the same thing it's like oh i feel a cold coming on i guess i'll make three gallons of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah. that it's it's ready to go yep. when i need it yep yeah, it's uh, it's just one of the best, the absolute best things. As, as an adult, I started making my own chicken stock too. So, no, nice. yeah, that's good. That just takes it too. I should try that. I've done my own veggie broth. Um, it, it's a, the same process. Just throw some chicken bits. In there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, but I, I like I I break down. I buy whole chickens and break them down mm-hmm. and have the bones and stuff around. So, um. It's a, it's a f- time-consuming process, like anything else. But it's totally worth it. It's just, it just makes it so good. It's a labor yeah. of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it yeah. is a, yeah. it is like if there's those. It's a sixth love language. Making food. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one thing I love. I love to feed people. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, the one time I made this like easy pasta dish um, for my friend, and she liked it so much, she went home and made it herself. And she goes, Sarah, she goes, I ate three bites and I was throwing up everywhere. I'm like, you didn't make it with love. I mean, she's like, shut up. And, and um, finally, uh, burger and fries, which I, I, I'm so curious what you mean by burger and fries. Well, we have a very high standard because we well, live in Cleveland. Okay, but here's the thing. We have like, a lot I, of great I, it depends on how I'm like feeling. I very rarely actually eat burgers. Like I don't make burgers at home. Um, very rarely. Like it's a summertime thing if they're at my house. Um, mm-hmm. just because, like, I don't know. I I feel like I'm a little intimidated making a burger at my own home because if it's not going to be good, like I don't want to eat it. 
A burger is incredibly hard to make. So, well, and I, Cast I'm like, skillet. I don't want to say I'm picky, but it also depends on my mood. So, like, I it um, depends on my mood. Well, I'm not picky. <laughs> <laughs> it just like some days, like I love like mushrooms and onions on my burger, and like my brother was saying, someone on somewhere said like. The best cheese for a burger is American cheese. I hate American cheese. Like I and I don't use that word lightly. I don't like it. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I'm just gonna make like my usual go-to burger, it's probably gonna be a burger cooked medium with like Swiss or provolone. I put mayonnaise on my burger. I know that's controversial. (laughs) Uh, Usually, like sautéed mushrooms and onions. We're close enough to to Canada where it's okay. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, That's usually like my go-to. Um and I don't. Is that don't a Canadian it, thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Any Canadians who are listening, don't tweet at me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, always, I always knew of it as a, as a Canadian thing. Interesting. Um, Interesting. And like, I don't, I don't, I hate pickles. Well, I shouldn't. Again, I shouldn't say hate, but I really don't like pickles. I don't want tomatoes because half the time, like, I'm very picky about my tomatoes. I don't want lettuce on my Did burger. Did you say at the start of this you weren't picky? I know. Here's the thing, though. Like, here's here's my thing. I don't want to say that I'm, I'm I'm a very particular eater. But like, if I went to your house and you gave me a burger, like I would She'd not. Eat I would eat it because I don't want to be rude. So like, I just am that type of person where like I don't like asparagus. But if you if I'm at someone's house and they give me asparagus, I'm going to eat it. Like it's just I'm not. I, it's not my favorite. Um, but that's usually the burger I would go for. Or I like a good barbecue burger. So like you could do like a cheddar. With some barbecue sauce or something, and like maybe mm-hmm. some like onion straws. Yeah, like even some more yeah. meat on top of it. <laughs> like Tiffany was saying, like in in Cleveland, there's so many good restaurants around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's different places where I'll get different burgers because they're just so good, and some of them I have like, like more meat on top. Like hacks. I feel like sometimes burgers. you enjoy a good egg on your burger. I don't. I'm, I no? Marty does. That's a Marty. Thing. I had that once. I might like it now, but the very first time because it was super runny. So like maybe the the egg was cooked more. Mm-hmm. There was a a restaurant um, before I moved to LA when I was still uh, living in Metro Detroit. There was an, a restaurant. Ferndale, Michigan, right outside of Detroit, um, called John D. Bistro, I think. I don't think it's there anymore. And they had a burger that had an entire wheel of brie cheese Ooh. and an egg on it. Oh, oh my lord. Holy moly. Too much. There, there's a place <laughs> oh, that I think it is that has a brie burger. Oh, um, but oh, there's, some, yeah. oh there's like a blueberry ancho like aioli or something, and I don't like blueberries. And I don't want to like if I'm going to get a burger from a restaurant, so like get it as they want. Yeah. You to so eat like it. I want to try it how it's supposed to come yeah. because like that's how it's supposed to come. That's how the chef um, intended. And like there's another one that has I don't like blue cheese, and there's like a I love spicy food, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to try their spicy burger, but it came with blue cheese, and I'm like I know I won't like that. I just am not a blue cheese fan. God, blue cheese um, forever. But they had another spicy burger once that was really good. I love blue cheese. Not a fan. I I. Love all these picks. I think that, you know, you, you guys really run a whole spectrum of, of, uh, of a lot of what I wanted to kind of talk about with comfort foods between all of these picks. So I think it's awesome that we have, you know, like very personal recipes and stuff and stuff that you some of you guys make yourselves and then other things that like are more other people make for you, whether it's at home or at restaurants. Uh, so, you know, it's it sounds like comfort for 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 you all of you um 
isn't necessarily tied to anything super specific where uh with like this is grandma's recipe only grandma's recipe only in certain situations is this comforting it's more of if the intent behind this food is uh to make you feel like if if it is presented to you to comfort you mm-hmm. then you guys are good mm-hmm. it does that it, it does that seem right like if if you recognize the intent behind the food as one of uh care then then it's comforting. Does that mm-hmm. factor in at all oh, for yeah. you guys? You're speaking yeah. my yeah. love language, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I will say that like there are definitely moments where I'm like, I want my mac and cheese recipe and I like that is the only thing that is going mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. give me comfort. But like eight times out of ten, um mac and cheese is mac and cheese. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah. there so, are there are moments where I'm like having a bad day and like I'll look at Katie and be like can we make mac and cheese? (laughs) I know that. I get that. I got that a little bit from my wife just today. (laughs) It's like, well, it's Friday food. We need to have something Friday. Yeah. Uh, Something deserving of the weekend. So I think I'm going to be making nachos tonight. Yes. My Friday food is a ribeye. (laughs) I I don't like on a Sunday. Like I've always... My dad has always spent majority of Sundays is like you make like a good long meal. So like mm-hmm. he 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 makes chili a lot in like the cold times of life, you know. And we this is so not nice, but like he's got a good chili. Oh, and he's got the other chili, but they're both really they're both good. good. Um, one just one he can <laughs> make in like an chili. hour. The other one takes like all day long, so he doesn't always make it. But like that's like it's a Sunday a meal to me is like you're spending hours on it because you're gonna like sit down as a family and eat it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only good things about Sundays to me. <laughs> Get the Sunday scaries. Yeah. Uh, well, with the exception of chicken soup, it seems like uh, the question. My next question is kind of already answered a little bit with your picks. Um, but for co- comfort food to you guys, um, is it important that it is, or does it matter at all if it's good for you or bad for you? Like mac and cheese is not a, it is an indulgent meal. No, but no way you slice it. Uh, is it not, uh, indulgent? Um, does, is that part of the comfort is, is knowing that you're, you're, you're enjoying something that is special and not something you you sh- you know you could have all the time part of the comfort same same with bur- a burger and mm-hmm. fries like there is an indulgence mm-hmm. to a burger and fries um is does that factor into it being comforting that that it's like oh this is i'm going to to have this thing that i know part of it is you know quote unquote bad for you but it's good for you in a different way right, yeah. and that's more important yeah. You know, is that part of it at all? I don't really think about it too much. Like, I think... Think about it that way. I think for me, it takes, like, the anxiety of, like, thinking of, like, what am I going to eat? What if I don't like... Like, if I'm going out to mm-hmm. dinner, um, like, what if I order something and I don't like it? I already know I like this burger and it's going to be good. So that's kind yeah. of, like, how my thinking it, is. It's your stable it's easy, yeah, it's an easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a go-to. Yeah. 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 It's your safe food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, are, that used to be chicken fingers and fries when I was a child. Oh, man. <laughs> Chicken tendies. Yeah. No, oh, I like um, any any more. I've tried to change how I view food just to have a healthier relationship with food, and really 
make my choices based on does this taste good? Am I going to fully enjoy it? And then am I not going to feel bad after I eat it? You know what I mean? Because everybody has a different relationship with food. And I, the way that we view food in my immediate family is that, you know, we, we get together. It's how we show love. You know, at the end of the week, my husband and I are like, let's have a really good breakfast or, you know, let's mm-hmm. get those really good donuts on Sunday. And it's kind of like a, we, en- we enjoy it together and, and like savor it for lack of a better word, no pun intended. But it's like afterwards, I used to feel kind of guilty about it because of how I thought about food. And mm-hmm. I've recently within the past, few months have really started to change how I think about it. So when I have an indulgence, I'm going to really indulge in it. And if it doesn't taste good, then I'm going to stop eating it. And I've, I've, I've done that. I had the other day, like, Oh, it was cinnamon rolls. Uh, We got cinnamon rolls out of a can and, and (laughs) I took a bite and I was like, this doesn't taste good. Yeah, they're terrible. And the old <laughs> Tiffany would have eaten it and, and felt bad. But the new Tiffany is like, no, I'm not going to eat this because it's gross. And I'm going to get Jack Frost donuts on Sunday and I'm going to have a really good donut and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Right. <laughs> so, like, I guess when I have that comfort food, it's for me to feel good. And that I have it and I enjoy it. And then I just live. You know, there's there's no I, I guilt. I think that's great. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think that, you know, um, something that I've uh, really thought about in my adult life is, you know, there's no benefit, in my opinion, to uh, taking something away from yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. you know... <laughs> We're all gonna die. Yeah. Like, and what are we doing? You know? Okay. Like, you, get, you sound like Sarah. To get really, <laughs> I literally like you probably we probably have like sixty re- years left. I'm like if I'm I'm not gonna not eat these things that I love. Like I'm, yeah, am I gonna have it every I, day? No. But right, exactly. Like like you know that there's 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 just certain things that like I, I for the same reason you were talking about. It's like I, I'm going to fe- this is this is benefiting me in a way you know, that is not nutritional. There is something that this is, it's what I was, you know, saying in the, in the intro, it's like, this is feeding our souls, Mm -hmm. not just, it's not just, um, you know, chemistry to keep our, ourselves alive. Right. You know, that's something that's, that's how I think about food is that it's, it's more than just fuel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, James, one of, one of my uh, cast members, is more of a food is fuel guy, which is, um, you know, an interesting thing to have him as a member of my food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always feel, I always feel good when I get, when I get, uh, uh, something that really gets him excited to eat it because it's not, it, then it's something that's, uh, that's more than just, you know, keeping the machine running. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that, you know, when we talk about comfort foods, it's really about hitting that, you know, checking that box that doesn't have a nutritional value. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really about, um, you know, filling up your joy tank. Soul value. Yeah. 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 And in yeah. Katie's case, it's literally chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that book. <laughs> oh, God. Edit that. No. <laughs> just kidding. Which one? <laughs> it's like a million of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man, I loved that. I mean, part of it for me, I just love to cook so much. And there were there was times where like I hadn't cooked for like months and months, and then just chopping up vegetables. I was like, God, I'm like, I love doing this. Like this helps my anxiety. I like the whole process of it. And then I get to eat it. And Dude, then meal prep Sunday had, is some of my most relaxing time. Love, like I'm working. I love but I'm, things. I made pasta huh. with my friends the one day and I made, um, I, we had never done it before. So like we were going to tweak what we did with the pasta, but I made like a garlicky white wine sauce. Oh, I was like, I'm good. I did good today. <laughs> like that was good. <laughs> you didn't judge yourself too harshly that time. Yeah, I was, no, I'm telling you, it was it was delicious. <laughs> Something else that Fresh I I love great. about comfort food is that you know um, how music can kind of take you back to a moment in time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that with my my grandma's homemade sugar cookie recipe. So every every Christmas, like Christmas time, my mom has uh, cookie day. And so like the aunts and, and the cousins come over and, you know, we're all adults now and kids are crazy and we didn't get to do it this year. But, um, you know, they make that homemade sugar cookie recipe. You ice them. It's grandma's icing recipe too. And when you take a bite of that cookie, it takes you back to being a kid. And that's something that I think that I hold on very well to is to being young at heart. I think everybody on this Mm -hmm. podcast right here, we're all young at heart. We're all like... I'm very serious. Yeah. Okay. Harry Potter. And we're all... (laughs) We're all like kids. And so for me, you know, especially like certain foods take me to certain times in my life and certain memories. And, and that's something else that I, that says that's a whole nother level of comfort mm-hmm. is to have those, those memories associated with like that first bite of that Christmas cookie. Yeah. For sure. It's that ratatouille yeah. moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like if something, if you taste something and it can get you to do that, yeah, you know, that's, that's, I love that visual. Is, Mm-hmm. Really, but yeah, mm-hmm. when he like takes yeah. a bite of the food and they're just like fireworks the, the, going the off, the, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's uh, it's something special. I I think it's it's something that is really unique, and and I think that it, that dovetails I think pretty pretty well into the pop culture comfort foods because I I I I don't want to assume, but I'm guessing that you guys first encountered Harry Potter not as adults, <laughs> but as but as as kids, I think we're I think we're all around the same age. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. I think we're all around the same age. And 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 yeah. when the first Potter book came out, I I I, th- I think I remember being the same age as Harry when I first read, um, uh, uh Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was 11 when uh when I got those first three, and um. You know, part of like when I went to the Wizarding World here in LA, uh, the theme park was that kind of transformative uh, moment of like you're walking mm-hmm. into to, uh, and you know that's all the design and everything is all based off the movies, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. like when you walk into to Hogwarts and everything, there's this kind of just like, oh, you're you're here, uh, yeah. first year, <laughs> yeah, walking in yeah. for the yeah. first time, you know, and and um. You know, is that kind of part of what brings you guys, keeps you guys coming back to Harry Potter? Is that that is is that transformative moment? Mm-hmm. Is that is that part of it for you? Definitely. I think we all I mean, I think with my Potter story, when we talk in the first episode, I talk about, you know, 
when I was at, at college, you know, I was the first person in my family to go to college to move away from my small hometown. And I had Harry Potter with me to keep me comfort. I listened to John Williams score, uh, Hedwig's theme, you know, as I was walking to classes, like that was my comfort. So I, I definitely think that all of us have a, a comfort. It's a feel good, safe space within Harry Potter for us. I have to ask you something though, James. Did you mm. eat while you were at the Wizarding World? Oh, of course. We Can did. you tell oh, yeah. me what your favorite things were? We've had oh, we've had I, episodes about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I will say it was. I was shocked at how good all the food was. It's pretty good. I, I I was not ready for being satisfied with the food. We mm-hmm. went the, the first time we went. Um, we went for. Uh, uh, Beth from the show. Uh, it was her birthday. God, this was years ago. Now I've been in this city so long now. Um, <laughs> my life is flashing. And you know, so we we were going to spend the whole day there, and you know, try to get the most for our money. It was ex- it's expensive to go, mm-hmm. uh, as you guys know, and. Um, you know, so we were like, oh, well, we're going to have to eat there. That's just going to be another expense. I, you know, I didn't have any money at the time. And uh, I was really worried about it. But it was great. Totally worth it. A hundred percent worth it. We got the, at the end of the day for dinner, we got the big like feast. Mm-hmm. Like the chicken person. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like the great, great feast. feast. Oh, like a great feast. feast. <laughs> it, had, it had, there was all of it. It yeah. was, there was chicken so and good. corn and ribs and, mm. and. The whole night we we were there. We got there right when the park opened, so we got breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I got the English because I love a full English. So good, um, yeah. <laughs> and it was all so good. The beer was good. The the I didn't love the butter beer. I will say. What that, did you have? I'm, I'm, Which kind? I we got both to try both. Okay. So you had cold and hot. There's cold, cold and frozen hot. and hot. D- I know, but I, I was assuming oh, he had cold. Did you not have frozen? frozen? I had frozen. Okay. okay. For because the, hot's for the, the best. Because hot wasn't a thing until like pretty recently. So I'm really? guessing you had cold and frozen. Oh, yeah. It's have. only been around for a couple years. Maybe I didn't have hot. Maybe I had cold and frozen. And it's seasonal. And the frozen was better. Yes. yes. Thank you. The frozen, yeah. the frozen is better. Oof. I don't love sweet drinks. Um, so yes, the only time I, I go, like I, I don't even finish it. I really just kind of get it for the novelty I mean, like, the it. is good yeah ah. but even that like i wouldn't I can't drink the whole thing oh man i love a good the frozen butter beer i would I, I drink I like three in one day last time <laughs> <laughs> i will say their butter beer ice cream i don't know if they have mm. it there but they have it at, in florida it is so good that is good it is worth a trip to florida mm. yes yeah that alone just the ice room <laughs> <laughs> see so I think that, I mean, I enjoy the food in Hogsmeade a lot, mm-hmm. um, but the food in Diagon Alley is next Leaky level. Cauldron for it the is. win. It's it the is best. much more British. It's like, superior. <laughs> it's just much more British. They like went more in, like it is literally like a London pub. Um, nice. Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's, um, that was a little bit, I, I was looking, I was thinking of Harry Potter a little bit, and the second season of our show was inspired by, like, uh, like British food and pub food, and um, 
uh, English breakfast and stuff like that. And, and when I was writing that, I was thinking a lot about the food that I had at Wizarding World. Nice. That kind of whole vibe that they curate there, which I think is is really great. Like, you know, we, we had we were able to get the, the, you know, the SoCal like resident pass for Universal back then. And uh, we would talk about like, we should just come here to hang out at the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> and if, if parking wasn't so expensive, we probably would have gone a lot more. Oh, but God. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know it's, there are um, days Katie and I live in Orlando now and we have annual passes to Universal. And I mean, there will be it hasn't happened in a while, mostly because of COVID. And it's just like too crowded there right now. But um there, I mean, there were moments where Kate and I were just like, let's just go get a butterbeer and like sit in Diagon Alley for two hours because yeah. parking is included with our pass. So like we don't even oh, have to, nice. it's literally yeah. we just go and like pay for the butterbeer and leave and we pay for like the gas, which is there. also like, you know, you just have to sacrifice your arm. That's I know it's problem. still like $8 yeah. for butterbeer, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth but, it. But for like park food or, or like, uh, you know, event food, it's, it's, I, f- I felt like you really, you got more, I mean, it's still overpriced, but you, you got more of what you pay for. Yeah. At least it's good. Yeah. It's like yeah. heartier. It's like a different yeah. kind. It's like a whole different kind of park food to me. Yeah. And Toad in the Hole is my favorite. That's yeah. I feel like they're bangers in my cauldron. That's good. It's all truly leaky cauldron is my favorite spot to eat. And then it's not in the Wizarding World, right outside Jack and Potatoes. <laughs> Can we talk about that? So good. Oh my god. Yeah, in the uh so like over at Universal side in the studio side in Florida, outside of Diagon Alley is just London. Because that's like mm-hmm. the theme of studios. So like you walk into L.A. and then you go to New York and then it's San Francisco and then it's London. Um, but there's just like a stand out in the London area. And they serve these jacket potatoes with like all these different toppings on them. So one of them is a shepherd's pie jacket potato. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's the best thing Sounds that you can get. Give me hot. <laughs> I love, uh, it's so good the, the renaissance fair here in uh in LA oh has a, um, nice a booth that does meat pies and, and they have a mac that and cheese good. pie actually oh. that is oh man unreal i'm see like usually i do because mac and cheese is my comfort food I usually stray away from ordering it at places because I'm way too critical that, i had that question on my list gonna, <laughs> restaurant mac and cheese is a gamble I, I usually yeah. don't because nine times out of mm-hmm. ten I don't like it and there's I'll be like this is too runny this is mm-hmm. not creamy enough this this is, is just Stouffer's which I this mean that's pretty good on breadcrumbs on it and not God. like real good crackers because I don't the breadcrumbs that's a hard stop for me I don't like mm-hmm. breadcrumbs it has to be crushed up crackers or I nothing don't, I, don't put, <laughs> I put nothing well I mean I put cheese on top I put yeah. Sarah I, serves I just, noodles. And see, that's why mine is superior. But that's our okay, Sarah. No big deal. I mean, if you want to do a poll, you'd be sad. You don't know. All right, we you Tiffany and I have a question it, uh, for you. Do you no. think that chicken pot pie I'm sorry, is a Katie. meat pie? Oh, God. Do Hold I on. think that chicken pot pie is a meat Hold pie? Hold on, James, James. No, James. we no, need to clarify this no, question. No, let him answer. No, you're phrasing it incorrectly. <laughs> When you're talking about a British meat pie, no, we were talking about specifically British meat pie. 
Because I, I said either way, I I would I would not say that chicken pot pie is a, is a meat pie because it does not have an under crust. <laughs> I've, I've had a chicken pot pie that is an under crust. You mean like with a spoken? Traditionally, it's not. I don't like the way you said uh, under crust. I I think to me, <laughs> <laughs> to me, a meat pie is a pie with meat inside. Of it. Sarah, you're and just you know what chicken is. That you're wrong. I, I, I would. <laughs> I, I mean, my face hurt. It's semantics. Realistically, this whole conversation—it's all semantics. We could, this- we could we could talk like, hot hot water crust or short crust. Really get into this. But, um, you know, and then like you know, like there's like pasties. Mm-hmm. Which are, you know, hand pies is a whole so or empanadas. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Which know, I like in, love. In, Ooh. I love. I yeah, we had oh my any God. form of hand pie is great. We had a whole uh, conversation. In, in northern Michigan, uh, pasties were like a big thing in the UP. I don't know if you guys ever got up north at all. Um, but um, uh, yeah, that's a whole thing uh, up north is, is Cornish pasties. You ever hear they're, of, um, I don't they know. They have those at Universal and they're delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. Um, so my husband, we, I went to the University of Toledo. And that's where I met my okay, husband. Yeah. And um, do you ever hear of Joe's Gizzard City? <laughs> God, I feel like I have. I feel <laughs> like my parents had a Joe's Gizzard City coffee mug. I am so here for this. All right. So my husband and I had just like first started dating. It was like the first week. And it was into that like next weekend. It was after Thanksgiving. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go to Michigan with my friend, Steve. Love Steve. He's all about food as well. And, you know, we're going to go to this Joe's Gizzard City and, you know, I'll call you. I'll call you later. Like, okay. Day goes by. Don't hear from him. Next day goes by. I don't hear from him. So literally like 48 hours goes by. I'm like, dude, did I do something wrong? <laughs> did, I started talking to him did, the first did this guy like break? Did this guy like ghost me before ghosted was a term? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he, um, they ate themselves into oblivion up there. They had like fried chicken gizzards, fried Oreos, fried, a whole fried hamburger, like oh bun, everything, God. toppings, boom, in the fryer, oh ate God. it. He was like in a food coma. Uh, after they got home so steve's girlfriend teresa now his wife drove them home they were passed out the entire time i hear from him literally two days later and he's like hey i just woke up (laughs) i've been gizzarded and then he made me eat leftover chicken gizzards i was like dude this is a huge step in the relationship way early at oak barrel what was it was it liver yeah, I don't whatever know. it was, it was very good. To be honest with you, I don't know. Amazing! It's it's so funny the way that food can do it, it, things like that in relationships too. <laughs> where like, you know, it 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 lays bare a lot of our human <laughs> faculties when <laughs> when you're dealing with foods. Oh man, yeah. it's a good memory. <laughs> I won't eat chicken gizzards um, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I mean, with we we talk a lot about Harry Potter, all the food and Harry Potter, and you know all the the ways that that um, you know they're kind of connected for you guys. Um, is there? It, it, do you feel that there's with other than you know because there's like food mentioned in Harry Potter, and then there's the theme parks that have the restaurants and stuff, and uh, the feasts are such a big part of it, and butter beer has become such a big thing, and. 
But outside of, you know, Harry Potter, do you feel, is there any other, you know, like art or pop culture thing that you feel there's like a, a connection with food for you with like, um, where yeah. you have like a memory of like popcorn at the movies mm-hmm. or like something where food and art are like linked for you. Um, I have an answer for this. Um, so curveball, I think that my actual pop culture comfort food is Disney more than Harry Potter. Sure. Um, and I grew up going to the theme parks. Like the first time I went, I was two. Um, and I don't, I guess I don't necessarily remember going when I was two, but I have like video that, uh, I has turned into a memory (laughs) because I've watched the videos. Um, but just like going, we would go once a year around my birthday, growing up, like almost every year. Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, like Mickey premium bars. I don't know if anybody specifically knows what those are, but they are like the vanilla ice cream with the dark chocolate coating in the shape of Mickey. Basically any food in the shape of Mickey is a comfort food (laughs) to me. Um, but the specifically those Mickey premium bars, I associate it with the fireworks at night. Like every time we would go, that would that would be like what we do. We go and get a Mickey premium bar. We find a spot. We sit. We used to watch the Main Street Electrical Parade or Spectro Magic, whichever one was in Magic Kingdom at the time, because I grew up going to Disney World in Florida And then we would just like stand there and wait for the fireworks. And it would just be like, that would be the end of our night. We would sit, watch the parade, watch the fireworks, maybe watch the parade again if it was during the summer because they would do it twice. And then we would go back to the hotel. And like that for me is probably um, if it wasn't mac and cheese, it might be a Mickey premium bar just because of like Mm -hmm. all of the other memories and nostalgia associated with that as well and honestly mac and cheese ties into disney for me too because one of my favorite things to get whenever i was growing up was mac and cheese at pinocchio village house in Fantasyland. and we would sit at the tables where you could look into it's a small world with the windows and you could wave to the people on the boats <laughs> and that was like my second wave to memory people on boats <laughs> tiffany it's a thing <laughs> i can't wait to do it can't wait to wait for I, I, I know uh, what you're talking about when uh, before in, in the before times, just before, <laughs> before times, forever known as the before times. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, um, in January 2020, one of my best friends and her husband came to L.A. from New York and we went to Disneyland and it was for her birthday. And we had we got lunch at uh, Blue Bayou right on Pirates of the Caribbean there mm-hmm. and watched the boat go, yeah. boats go by and everything. That's part of it. That's it totally is. Part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always wanted to eat there. I've only been to Disneyland once and it was amazing and I can't wait to be able to go back. I was supposed I to go there last year. <laughs> oh yeah, you were yeah. Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Like the the California resident pass is like three visits or something. We only did the one. Oh I, my I, gosh! I guarantee they will not honor it at this point. So, <laughs> oh man, we'll see. you never know. Disney usually actually can be pretty accommodating with that kind of stuff. So yeah, they I probably mean, even will. if it's like. You know, after the rush of reopening and everything, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, they'll open it back up. It whenever they do, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I was supposed I've to go there. to Disneyland last year too. <laughs> I, 
It got canceled. A lot of canceled trips, man. I was going to go to LA, see Taylor Swift do her lover fest, and then go to Disneyland, and it was going to be the best summer trip ever. I was going to go look at Star Wars stuff. (laughs) Star Wars is a lot of fun. And the universe said... No. This <laughs> year, my friend, not this year. No Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. No, no Star Wars. That was sad tweet. <laughs> so yeah, um, Mickey Premium Bars. <laughs> Mickey Premium Bars. I have a food that's, that's, that's fun. not necessarily like pop culture, but it's just like memory culture. What memory culture? <laughs> you just made up a thing. Culture sounds like a sci-fi yeah. thing. <laughs> a lot of wine had by this five foot tall person. No, um, just just a positive positive memories for me is Airheads, the candy. Oh, oh sure. Um, they, oh, were, they were 25 cents at the ballpark and I would get <laughs> two Airheads after every softball game. He sounds so old. <laughs> Back in the day, it was a quarter. They were a quarter candy. It's not penny candy. <laughs> I'm not that old. You guys suck. <laughs> You're older than me. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. My, most of my food memories are like familial ones. Familial. Yeah, they are. So, like, I mean, besides Harry Potter, because even now, when we first started the podcast, like, we were. Like our very first like Christmas swishmas um, was the only one that we even tried to do anything Harry Potter related. Like we had um, it was either mushy peas or it was like buttered peas, whatever was in the book. And I went there's um, a store by me that has, sells like Irish food. So they'll get shipped in like black and white pudding and um, like their breakfast sausage. So I made mm-hmm. that because I wanted them and I love black and white pudding. It's also blood pudding for people that don't know. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I've been to Ireland a couple of times because I had, had family there. Um, and I like everyone like, you have to try this. So like my own family was like, can I have some of that? I'm like, well, let them people that haven't had it yet. They need to try it. <laughs> Part of our feast. And like the rest of it pretty much was like stuff from, I think, the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we just literally just cook whatever we want. So and sometimes we'll make butter beer. That's our only pop culture stuff. Which oh, I don't. We have some but. butterbeer vlogs that we've done. Yeah. Sarah and me. <laughs> uh, we've recreated the uh, topping pretty perfectly. Yeah. It's like I that have no idea what topping. I put in it, but it was perfect. It's pretty bomb. <laughs> it's pretty bomb. Yeah. Uh, what's What's the ex- experience or or kind of feeling for you guys when you're like really like when everything is clicking for you with your foods or, or with your at, like at the fireworks for Disney or when you're when you're at one of the, your like favorite moments in the in the Potter series or whatever you know it is for you what what is that moment for you like what is is it like a warmth or or like you know are you completely absorbed within the thing where you're not thinking about other stuff or like what is it that kind of keeps you coming back to these things I mean, for me, most of the time... Oh, sorry, Katie. You can go ahead. No, Katie Katie hasn't talked the whole time. Just talk. (laughs) (laughs) It is like a warmth. It's like a... Like an anticipation, but like in a good way. Just like a fuzzy feeling in your stomach. You know what I mean? Or on your cheek. I know. (laughs) I know, Teddy. My cat is all over my lap. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like... uh, It's like excitement, anticipation feeling in the pit of your stomach. Yeah, and it feels familiar and like homish and like you're supposed to be there in that moment. Yeah. 
Every time Sometimes we have I a cry. feast, <laughs> it's good. Every every time we have a feast, like we all get so excited about what we're going to eat. Sarah's more anxious because she's the one making it. But um, we're well, all. I mean, I'm always anxious, so like that really doesn't. That's really true. Food, but we all just like really look forward to when we get together and we can like do these things and and we plan it and and we make lists and we write it down and and it is like. It's like that that home feeling where like Harry's sitting his first year at Hogwarts. It's the it's the welcoming feast. He's in the great hall. He sees everything laid out in front of him and he feels like Hogwarts is his home, right? He belongs here. Like that's how I feel every time like we four sit down together after, you know, we either we've we've celebrated something with Swish or if it's if it's Swishmas, like I really enjoyed our hundredth episode day. Like that was such a good day of celebration and food and and champagne and and uh, being live with our with our listeners and and I I love those moments. So it, it is that warm, homey, comforting. Hogwarts is your home. We feel good. Yeah. I like um, when I have because I obviously pre COVID would do like a Christmas party every year. At least have my friend like all of my friends over like twice a year, and I'd cook for them. And like in our er- my early twenties when I did this, like we would drink a lot. And then I realized like later on because then I stopped buying alcohol because I'm like I'm not spending all of this money because it's expensive. So and I'm like, if you want to bring anything, go ahead. And so like it's people actually stopped like we weren't even drinking. And those are some of the best days. Well, I mean day where we're all together. We're all having a good time. Like we're not worried about anything. We're just sitting, we're chatting over great food. And I just, those, that's what I've missed so much in the past year where I can't get together with my friends um, and like be in each other's like space and just sit and talk and have food. And like everybody's has little groups and it's always such a good time. Um, I just, I can't wait to do that again. Like those are just, it's just a day of like, you know, it's going to be just fun. Like you don't have to dress up. You're just sitting around chatting over whatever I made you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever I made you. I just want to hug people. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm not a hugger and I can't wait to hug the shit out of people. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean now, you know, in this time too, I feel like it's, it's all the more heightened, but it, but it really does seem like what we ke- we all keep coming back to is telling these different stories of getting together with people that we care about and sharing something, mm-hmm. sharing something that you care about, sharing something that means something to you. Um, you know, that's that's why you guys started the show. I would imagine is is, is you you care so much about this and you want to share it with people who mm-hmm. also care about it um, and have this this community experience together you know and and that's one of the things that i really love about um you know the the kind of show that i that that D D is is it's so collaborative and community you know it's 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 we're working together to tell this story it's not just me narrating it it's it's really you know everybody at the table when we had a table mm-hmm. um you know doing this thing together and, and sharing a meal, I feel like it's the same way. Even if I am mm-hmm. the one cooking mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not really about that. It's about sharing something together. Mm-hmm. Um, and every, every story you guys have, have told is, is some variation on that theme. And I, I just, I think that I, I wonder if, as I do more of these, if that will be the common thread is everybody's going to tell these stories of sharing something that they care about with people that they care about, mm-hmm. yeah. which is the best 
thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, for so, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're over an hour, but this has been awesome. Um, <laughs> I told you it was going to be a series. We, yeah, we, can, we could. We could totally. We know just how to keep, talk. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to wrap up just yet if you guys are good. Yeah, um, let's, let's do a little just, more. Yeah. Um, but I did want to ask something that a question that I think about all the time. Do you think food can tell a story? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. How, how, how does food tell a story for you? I, I, right off the bat, I think of summertime foods. The smell of a grill could tell a story. Like, <laughs> it could. True. You're, you're not wrong, but when you think it, you're like, oh, God. It, yeah, it could. Like, yeah. so whenever I smell a grill, it, like, to me, it feels like. Close. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, Depends on the wine. Or <laughs> this is glass number two. Okay. No, but when I like the smell of a grill, just to me feels like a pool day at your house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we swam all day. I could smell sunscreen, like th- those types of things. You know, we probably had we probably had hot dogs and hamburgers and potato salad and mm-hmm. chips. Like, mm-hmm. like that that summer meal feels like a summer day. It, it you know, you're probably sunburnt. You've been, listen- <laughs> you've been listening to country music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we probably had some iced coffee, some cold brew, and that, maybe and some alcohol. Just, just the, water tells the story of a summer day. So, like hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah, that's a pool day. That's a pool day at Sasa's house. Yeah, yeah. I feel like whenever I think about food telling a story, um, like for me, anytime I'm telling somebody about like a trip that I went on nine times out of 10, I'm going to talk about the food that I ate on that trip. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. those are going to like, that's how I am as a person. I plan my like trips and stuff around food that I want or food that I've heard is good at certain locations. And um, I seriously, like anytime people ask me like, what was your favorite part about going over to England and Scotland? I'm like, food. The food. Uh, I can tell you about yeah. the steak and ale pie that I got that was fantastic. That is a proper meat pie. Um, I can Whoa. also. <laughs> I can also <laughs> tell you about like the delightful and delicious afternoon teas that we had that were literally like to die for. Afternoon tea in and in and of itself is its own story because it takes so gosh darn long to eat. And it's like a meal for two days. Like you're not hungry for two days after eating all of that. So I think that for me, like food and travel and stuff like that is how I think that it tells stories because that's really what I focus on whenever I'm thinking about travel and stuff like that. When you talk about travel, it makes me think of the restaurant with the fresh seafood in Boston. Yeah. Like when we were literally sitting in this restaurant. You mean the one in Salem? Salem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in Salem. Salem. In Salem, sorry. I wanted to make sure I was thinking of the same restaurant. So we were in, in Salem in October of 2019. Travel. Um, and we're sitting at this restaurant and we're getting ready to order and we look behind us out this window and there's carrying coolers of fresh seafood into the restaurant. And it was like, yes. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite memories from that trip. It was just such an amazing trip. And it's like that food at that restaurant, that's so good. 
Yeah. I think Nine times out of ten, my favorite moments of trips is oh, that place we ate. Sure. <laughs> I was thinking about the potatoes I ate in Florence, Italy that I wouldn't let my cousin try because they were that good. <laughs> and it was like the best thing I ate on that trip were those potatoes in Florence, Italy. It was so good. Um, oh, man, but like for that... me, my, mine always revolves around family. Like I think of beef stroganoff and I can tell you five stories about it. I know. Because one like the, one. My, growing up, my dad is the one that cooks on Sundays. And then one day he was out of town. So I was going to make beef stroganoff. Well, my mom was going to bake it. So Tiffany and I go to church. We go to the store afterwards to get the stuff for beef stroganoff. I had said to Tiffany, I go, watch, I'm going to walk in the door. My mom's not the cook of the family. She doesn't like to. She can, but... But it's interesting when I think of beef stroganoff, I think of her and my grandmother. Um, and I go, my mom's going to be like, just cut up the onion, start cutting up the meat and like brown it for me. And we walk into the door and that's exactly what my mom said. And I ended up making like, which is fine. I ended up making the entire meal. But then she's like, I made dinner. I go, you boiled the noodles. <laughs> you did not make dinner. Uh, but it's just like funny when I think of like certain foods. That's just it makes me think of my family because we they, I, I mean, just I come from people that cook a lot. Um like we've had appetizer cook-offs in my family before, mm-hmm. um, which is just uh, a good night. Appetizer cook-off night is the best. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, we haven't had obviously haven't had it in a long time, but it's, been a minute. It, it's, it's something I think about a lot. It, it, I know it as a um, an Ernest Hemingway book, but it, the, the, it's called Movable Feast, and I love that term, Movable Feast. I just think that like that that to me just invokes such a like what you're talking about with travel or 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 like different family holidays and going to different you know my uh um my my wife is one of four so you know when we go home to visit michigan and we have to uh go to we don't have to we want to of course <laughs> uh, go to uh each of her siblings houses and every everywhere we each each place is is there's food there mm-hmm. in some capacity mm-hmm. um and my brother-in-law is a great cook uh, my my father in law is great great cook. My mother in law is a great baker, and um, you know when when we go home to visit family, there's this movable feast of going from place to place to place, mm-hmm. and there are our favorite restaurants from back home, mm-hmm. and and um, you know when we go on on trips, it's it's the same kind of thing of like where where are we eating, where are we, <laughs> you know, and and for me, um. That's where I get so much inspiration from. That's where I, I draw so much new. Um, it, it just electrifies my brain of of when I when there's new flavors and new things to experience, and like what is how can I distill this into something else, um, or like how can I know, recreate how, this meal in my mm-hmm. own yeah. way? And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, for for you guys, is there any part of you know your your comfort foods first and foremost, but um, you know, in either respect, actual foods or, or, you know, your your artistic ones that that inspires you. Is there anything that you draw from that that kind of recharges your batteries or makes you want to create something? Or, or obviously the podcast, of course. <laughs> but, um, you know, that is there anything that kind of really energizes you in a way to like do something new or creative or 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 even just you know a really energizing, a, a good cup of coffee that gets you through the day, you know, is, is there anything that like that, that, um, that kind of inspires you with these? I'm trying to think. I, I love soup. So <laughs> I've been talking about having soup day tomorrow. Um, but for me, like knowing, like if I'm looking forward to 
making a dish and there's um this roasted cauliflower recipe from joanna Gaines' cookbook which is so good so i'm making that tomorrow (laughs) and i bought my dad for christmas um i tried to shop small for christmas this past year and i got him these olive oils and one of them was roasted garlic olive oil let me tell you i was more excited so i could use it (laughs) it's so good and i can't wait to use that olive oil just like just drizzle on top of that soup because it's like you you roast the cauliflower and then you like cook it with like the broth and everything um and you can either use it like put it in a blender to like blend it all up or like use a hand blender so it's like creamy it's just it's just a good winter soup you got a good crusty piece of bread and i it's just gonna be i can't wait so like things like that, if I'm looking forward to like making a meal or um, even if it's just like something that doesn't take that long to make, I just get excited about it. Yeah. I like food. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like food is like the perfect metaphor to like just enjoy the literally the tiny minuscule things in life, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. me eating I'm like thinking of this one dish I had not too long ago. Like it was so good. I like punched the air. I was like, mm, it's just so good. And, like I couldn't stop talking about it, thinking about it. Oh what my was god. It? it was this pot roast we got at um a little dish at one of the festivals that just happened. Festival of the Arts. I think it was one before that. I Maybe. don't think it was. I think it was I don't Festival know. of the it Arts. It was freaking incredible and I couldn't stop thinking <laughs> about it. And like just like that one little spark of like joy she mm-hmm. did like you know? punch the air i, I remember that she <laughs> it was, was awesome like, that's so good tiny things lead to like all these memories yeah. we're talking about with like family or getting together with friends and it just builds memories off something so small yeah that's one of the reasons why i love the festivals that they put on at epcot so much because i feel like um those festivals are inspiring for cooking for traveling Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. can go to epcot and try especially at the food and wine festival because that's like the first one that they created and it it they give you stands from even more than just like the countries that have actual pavilions at epcot so they'll have like little stands for um greece and specifically ireland and uh like they're just spread out throughout all of epcot or like the Caribbean and they'll do like a local Florida one. And then that's kind of cool now as a local, because like that inspires me to like find these local places that like potentially provided these recipes or this beer or whatever it is that you're trying. And then you can like actually go to that restaurant. So um, I feel like that's kind of, for me, it's like a culmination of like Disney being my comfort place on top of just like comfort foods in general, going to those festivals gets me really excited to try all those different foods and then be like, oh man, if this was good at Epcot and Disney, imagine how good it is in Italy. And like, Mm -hmm. then it makes you excited to potentially like plan a trip to Italy and uh, try the pizza, like wood fired the way that they make Mm -hmm. it at Viennapoli and Epcot and like actually get it in Italy. And um, that's just like, I just I love the festival so much and there's a new festival starting in a couple days and I can't wait to go to it it's flower and garden and it's just like as soon as a new festival starts it's all brand new food all brand new stands and it just like gets your creativity juices flowing like all over again because it's all new the the arc that we're in right now on on uh on D&D is um a harvest festival inspired mm. arc um there my hometown uh did a uh, like a harvest festival thing in the fall 
um, where there would be. It was mostly craft brewers, actually, mm-hmm. more than anything else, more more than food, really, even. Um, but uh, similar kind of thing of just like, I just love that kind of festival thing where you get to go and try a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and, um, you know, find those discoveries, those those air punching moments that, <laughs> yeah. are, that are so good. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it, it is a special thing when you find those that, that where it's, it's a reaction that you can't really control. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. My like aunt specifically, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say like, that just reminds me, my aunt always says like, you should try, like try things. She it's calls it taste day. So like, that's what we always say. Like it's taste day. Like just try everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, one of the festivals that Epcot puts on now. It's kind of a newer one. It's only been going on for five years, but it's called Festival of the Arts. And that one, like the whole premise of it is even the food is supposed to be like art. So Mm. for example, one of the dishes that they made this year was Remy's Ratatouille. So it was like literally how it was in the movie. They played it at the same way. Oh yeah. The Confit Bialdi with all the layers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they even like played it at how he did with like the little like chive Mm -hmm. on top. And, and then like, they also have a stand called deconstructed. So then that just like gets me excited about plating and like how you can present your food Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff and how like food can turn into an actual art and be, um, just inspiring in that way. Like I love the deconstructed stand because the, they serve like a deconstructed BLT, a deconstructed Reuben. And it's just like all these different aspects on a plate. And if you were to like eat a little bit of everything on there, it would taste just like that item. But like you can also break it down and eat them separately. And it's so cool. That deconstructed Reuben was so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool, good. man. It is cool. I feel like Sarah and I had that like punch the air moment when we tasted the topping that we made the first time like for the butter beer well it wasn't the first time it was like the second or third but yes i was like i i literally we I was were like, floored i was like i'm like that's that's pretty good so i think i, I, think I got it i think i got it and then we're and then afterwards so we're drinking it she's like i don't know what i did I don't know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. we, even, we even recorded it, but I didn't. I don't. I'm terrible. I don't measure. Um, and I measured the split. first time, and then I kind of like tweaked it because I was like, it's not, it's not like dense enough. I was like, I don't know. So I like added a little bit more, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I put in there. I have no idea. <laughs> Go back frame by frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was one of those like just super exciting moments because. Yeah. The topping is so like secret yeah. and you're not supposed mm-hmm. to know what's in it. And it's yeah. like when we made gotcha. it, we made a warm one, which was incredibly way too sweet. So I would tweak that part of it, but that topping was the best topping I've made so far. It's pretty good. But the rest of it, I literally I took like one <laughs> I took one sip and Tiffany was trying to like take a picture or like a boomerang of it. She, she was like, Look like you're in pain. I'm like, because I am. <laughs> oh, no. It was so it was so sweet. it was like teeth rotting. But like rotting. people like I'm, I, like I'm, I don't have a massive sweet tooth so like that's just not for yeah. me um like i drink my coffee black you know same yeah well for sure god i love black coffee <laughs> Ooh, baby. black is midnight on a moonless night as dale cooper would say <laughs> um but yeah uh this was awesome this was a fantastic conversation. Yeah. i i love that we we talked i love that we talked about food more than we talked about 
Harry Potter. <laughs> we um, love food. We love food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I know that you guys uh, talk plenty about uh, Harry Potter over on Switch and Flick, which is a Spotify exclusive podcast, mm-hmm. just like the Indian D. Mm-hmm. So all of you guys are already on Spotify. So just go ahead and uh, search them and give them a follow. Check them out. Um, where else can uh, folks find you guys? Go ahead, Meg. I guess socials. You did the socials. That's the green. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast. We also have a Facebook group on podcast just called Swish and Flick on Podcast. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> on podcast. group on, on podcast. podcast. Oh, sorry. On Facebook. Doesn't <laughs> 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 happen she's I'm not reading gonna, it. <laughs> I know. Can I start over? <laughs> You're fine. All right. You can follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast, and we also have a Facebook group <laughs> called Swish and Flick Podcast Group. Uh, it is super active. Mm-hmm. I love our Facebook group so much. Um, we you, Anything that you can think of, Potter gets posted there, and we're a super inclusive group. Um, you know, like, friendly. Safe space. To all. Safe space to You everybody. can't be an a-hole. I'll kick no, you out. Basically. Do I need to leave yes. them? Yes. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. And on Twitter. And on Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. Mm-hmm. And the tube of you. Oh, yeah. We have a YouTube channel, too. Gosh, I'm so bad at this right now. It's because I don't have it like right in front of me. You can also <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast. And that is where all of these butterbeer videos are that we're talking about. Yeah, go follow those. <laughs> go check them out. Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I emailed you guys about it yesterday and it was it might have been short notice. I don't know if you picked anything yet, but we've been doing uh, throughout COVID. We've been donating food based charities um, in lieu of me making meals for everybody we've been um giving to food-based charities um and i would love to make a uh donation to a food-based charity that uh, is important to you guys how about the ochre project the oak we've we've given to the ochre project yeah. they're great yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we have too uh, yeah. and we've given to them as well yeah mm-hmm. i think they're a great organization i'm i'm, I'm down that. with that down with that yeah, <laughs> yeah they uh they do great work there were they were one of the ones that we found um early on in in the pandemic and when i saw what they do i, I was just like this is awesome yeah this is yeah great, mm-hmm. we kind of found exactly them the kind of thing we kind of found them around the same time yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah like earlier last year and mm-hmm. we did like a trivia and donated the proceeds to them so yeah that's awesome. That's one of the things that we've been able to do with the podcast. Like, there's so many things that go along with podcasts, and it's more than just talking about Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. what we've been able to do is monthly, we take a dollar for each of our patrons and we donate it to a charity. So, um, gosh, it's been months now that we've yeah. been doing some this. Some months we pick the charity, and some months we'll like put a poll on our Patreon to say, like, mm-hmm. here are like four charities. What do you guys want us to donate to? Yeah. Um, which, and it's, yes. like, it's not and, and and you know we're very fortunate to have a very large number of patrons so what are, we're a little over four hundred and fifty dollars or no six hundred a little oh six hundred so <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome to be able to do that like i no other time in my life do i think that I could have been able to do that. You know, I'm a teacher, yeah. teacher by day. Yeah. And, you know, we all I know, know it's so that's nice. It's pretty like, thankless. So it's pretty to, great to be able to do that. Yeah. 
to give yeah. back. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a special thing that um you know to to give back and and you know something that's come out of all everything that's been absolutely horseshit about this last, <laughs> yeah. this last year. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> one one thing that has been been good is um being able to find these organizations, mm-hmm. these food based organizations, and and you know get food to people. Yeah. Um, is something that's so important in general, yeah. you know, and it's something that we're going to keep, keep doing. And, and, you know, now, uh, very happy to go back to the Oka project, uh, on behalf of you guys. Thank you. Um, yes. And, thank you. And, thank you. Yeah. Um, so we will be doing that. Uh, and yeah, um, that's, that's great. This was a really great conversation. I really appreciate you guys time. Um, I, I, I feel like we could keep going. <laughs> yeah. That's why our podcasts are like two and a half hours. Noticed, uh, <laughs> yesterday we recorded on a half of a chapter that was very short and it was almost three hours. Mind you, part of that was me not being able to stop laughing at in, not inappropriate things, but things that don't need to be laughing. It's inappropriate. I don't know why you She had to read the word balls. So. <laughs> <laughs> it just was like one of those nights where like I was already in a giggly mood and it just... It yeah. Dusty balls, man. Dusty balls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're definitely going to, you know, have you on ours. I would love to pick your Potter brain. I, yeah, for sure. We, I, I was an English major, so mm-hmm. I am all about uh, the, the book uh, analysis. I love that you guys do that. I think um, it's, I love a, a book club style discussion. I think that it's, uh, it's, totally deserving uh to engage in a book that you care about this way mm-hmm. um and and i i love doing that i we used to do me and the other guy you know most of the other folks on D and D used to do a uh a, a song of ice and fire book club series okay on YouTube nice back when, back when we nice. had a uh, had a youtube channel uh it did not uh, pull the numbers to, to justify the, <laughs> the, uh, the work that we put into yeah, it, but it was great fun YouTube's to engage hard. in something that we really loved yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that way. And it was the same kind of thing. It was like, oh, this chapter is, you know, 12 pages. What we're going to talk about it for four hours. Yeah. Yep. We have um, a friend that they have a podcast about, um, it's called Bend the Knee. So they talk about, mm-hmm. I can't even want to say Star Wars. That's not what it's about. It's not, no. Um, but yeah, so they're doing... The one guy has read them all. Well, maybe they both have, but they're talking about the books. It's so crazy that whole, not to go down on a whole Game of Thrones tangent, but like. God, Iggy. <laughs> what? I mean, he's just like right into the mic. <laughs> Do you have thoughts on the Game of Thrones? He must. <laughs> he has thoughts on food. He can have a whole podcast. I tried a couple of years ago, so I've seen the whole series. Like the, all, I watched all the episodes, um, and I tried a couple of years ago reading the books. But I was like in a book slump um, mm. where it didn't work out for me. So I think if I tried to pick them up now, it might work better because yeah. like, I've been able to kind of get back into my reading groove. But I have, and I'm not exaggerating, about fifty thousand books on my to be read list. Um, sure. <laughs> so maybe eventually I'll be able to because I have them all, all the ones that are out because who knows if he's yeah. ever going to well, finish the them. only ones we'll ever yeah, get yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think i can honestly that that series was like a decade of my life really intense yeah yeah i, I read them five times oh my oh, god wow. and, yeah but that 
I don't think I could in good conscience recommend them at this point. <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're beautiful. They're beautiful books and they're, you know, they're valid and, and totally worth reading. Yes. But I, I'm embittered. <laughs> I know, every time like, I talk to my friend about it, I'm like, so like about the book. And he's like, well, he says this. I'm like, you're not going to get the, I don't think you're getting it. He's like, I know, I know. <laughs> mm. I was one of the last optimistic holdouts of our art group, yeah. and and uh, I've I've come around to we're never. Have you read Wheel of Time? Because that's like another <laughs> long series. I I read the first Wheel of Time, and I really enjoyed it. Same, um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too much. There's it's, a it's, lot of it's like thirteen, so fourteen. Because the reason fourteen. We, oh my god! Um, our friend and I like they. He also has a Wheel of Time podcast, but he has read all of them. Um, and I started like Tiffany and I started reading them and I'm on the fourth book, but I'm also like, there's like 14 books and also cause he got long books. Yes. They're not and short. He, yeah. he didn't, he, the guy that first started writing Robert, Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan. Yes. He died. Yes. Yeah. And then Brandon yeah. something or another Sanderson, Anderson. I think Sanderson. started with um, us, <laughs> finished them, but like at least they're finished, but there's yeah. a lot of them. So like I had a listener that messaged me. He's like, are you not like finishing the series? I'm like, I just want to read something else for a little bit. <laughs> and I'm the kind of person where I need to like read a little bit and then I need to like stop. I have a two and a half year old. She's wild. I have to like have a stopping point in the chapters. Yeah, drone yeah. on. Yeah. So like yeah, I read that at work. Fantasy. Yeah. Too. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, They're good though. I, I did the uh, the Witcher series okay. last year and loved it. I've thought about reading it. For fantasy. Okay. I thought about reading yeah. it and then I was like, I don't know, because I watched the show, the and then I found out that it's controversial because there's a lot of people that don't like the show, but I loved oh, it. I love the show. I thought it was so good. Yeah. I've watched it twice. <laughs> I, like, yeah, in, in like a week span, I was like, I need to watch yeah. this again. Um, yeah. And I, my best friend, I don't really do video games. It's just not my thing. Um, mm. And I didn't know until she met her husband that she, and we've been friends for like 12, 13 years, super into video games. So like this all came out. I was like, wait, what? You play video games? <laughs> um, and she like, I don't know if she or her, one of them plays like the game that he's in. You can mm. clearly tell I don't know the games, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the show. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'd read the book. I, I loved the the books. I, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed them. And I also loved the show. I thought the show was great. It, you know, I, I liked I, it. People might have had unrealistic expectations that it was going to be like Game of Thrones, but it's, it's, they're yeah. totally different. I agree. It's, it's, they're about different things. Agreed. Um, again, like I've been trying to wrap up for 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all good. This is awesome. Uh, I, I, again, I, I appreciate so much you guys coming on. Um, this was so fun. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, tell everybody, about, all our listeners about Switch and Flick and, you know, do all that. Um, and yeah, this was, this was super great. Um, I, I, I think it's so nice to talk about like these connections between the things that we love, mm -hmm. you know, Definitely. I, I think that that's really what all this comes down to, you know, we're podcasters. We, 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 we want to talk about the things that we love, you know? And yeah, that's what, that's what, for me, that's food and art. And yeah, yeah, definitely between the two. You know? yeah. 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 I loved this. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. It was, a yeah, good time. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. This can't be the only one. 
We'll come back. We'll t- we, we will talk about food for days. Yes. Standing invitation. We'll come back. We'll do. We'll do one. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do different. We'll do indivi- each individual food. We'll, we'll really get into the weeds. Let's do it. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk, uh, we can go through roasting chicken feet for chicken. Uh, I mean, we could do like breakfast, lunch, dinner, appetizers, Ooh. desserts. Let's make it a series. Listen, (laughs) 11Gs. I told you it was going to be a series. I meant it. Let's do it again. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. I would love to. Well, thank you guys. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, And um, I don't know how I'm going to end this yet because this is the first one. So. Thanks, everybody. Oh, the thing, the thing that we say on my show uh, is do what's fun. It's become the the mantra that we have. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the nature of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we think is you know when you're when you're faced with a decision, do what's fun. I like um, that. I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Do what's fun. Um, so, so that's what that's what I say at the end of my announcements. That's what I'll say at the end of this show. So, um, go out, everybody who's listening, find uh, some comfort foods and, and enjoy them with people that you care about, and and do what's fun. So, thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. D&D&D is a Spotify-exclusive podcast written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, James A. Janice, and Chelsea Rebecca.